Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everybody, and welcome. This is Pam at the Paper Outpost the, for the Paper Outpost podcast, The Joy of Junk Journals. And I've got Sunny wrapped around my arm, um, actually wrapped around my neck. We're sitting at the park in the truck and uh, just looking out at the beautiful day. And we thought we'd have a nice little uh, session with you here, a little craft chat. And today's topic is going to be going over some interesting questions that I've received on my YouTube channel. So I've got a question from Aud- Andrea. Uh, she asks, "Does anybody or has anybody had issues with mailing international with leaf items in your journals? Um, oh, imagine be- peeling birch bark. Um, yes, um, I have not personally had problems with it, um, Andrea, but I have heard of other junk journal sellers who have tried to ship internationally, and things have been halted at borders because of." Um, either customs has gone through the packaging or they have the sniffer dogs uh, who have gone through the packaging and uh, packages are opened and rifled through and uh, you know we don't like to have our junk journals rifled through they never put them back in the exact same uh, way we had them and um, so I know that I've heard of people having difficulty shipping from the U.S. to Canada Um, things get slowed down at the border significantly and sometimes um, packages can be opened um, delayed in shipping uh, stuck in customs forever. Um, I'm Canadian and American, and I also uh, know what it's like just to ship to Canada on a regular basis. And occasionally, you know, sometimes everything goes through just fine, and other times it just gets stuck, and it's in sit-there-and-wait mode forever. Um, Okay, so uh, shipping internationally to Europe or to Australia or other countries which may have restrictions, um, if you're not personally aware of them, if you are a junk journal seller, um, sometimes the coffee dyeing can trigger the dogs, uh, the sniffer dogs. Um, There are countries that do not accept foliage, plant material from any other countries because they're concerned that it might harbor bugs and algae and lichen and moss and mold and things like that that they don't want coming into their countries. So what should be of, you know, you would think it's not a big deal. It can be a a very big deal when it comes to mailing junk journals internationally. Um, So um, I would love to mail junk journals internationally, but that's actually the reason why I don't do it because I I just don't want to get bogged down in those issues. But, um, and I really do like to use a lot of uh, those things. Sunny, you know, I think we're going to have to transplant you because you're falling on my lap okay here we go he's sliding down my like from around my neck down my chest and onto my lap onto my computer so that's just not gonna work right now bubble okay now he's over in the passenger seat he's just fine he's like just rub my belly mom just rub my belly all will be well okay yes everything is well um okay so um that's that's a great question because a lot of people wonder about that um also um yeah, yeah. Somebody said, "Did you say branch crotches on a video?" Yes, 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 I did. Yes, I did. And um, 
here's the next question. Um, is there a video about how you store your glue bottle so it's ready to use? Um, I have the same bottle and I'm impatient. Thanks. Um, I do have a glue caddy video which shows how to make my little uh, glue caddy. It's pretty easy. It's just a couple of water bottles that are cut. Um, the tops are cut off and then I glued the water bottles to a stationary uh, piece of cardboard and just decorated everything up. But what I do with my glue bottle um, is because I, I craft quickly and I need I don't like to wait for the Fabrifix silicone clear glue to drip all the way to the nozzle so that I'm ready to use it. Um, I like to store it upside down and um, that's why I put it in the water bottles. Now, that being said, a little bit does leak out at the bottom, um, but it in turn creates its own little rubber stopper. So there is a little bit of glue loss, but not, not that much to me where I feel like I wouldn't do this process. To me, it because um, I go through these bottles just like water, um, it's worth a little bit of glue loss in order to have the bottle upside down. I have seen other people do other things with their glue bottle. Some people just lay their um, Fabrifix bottle on its side. Um, actually, I, I transfer my Fabrifix now into the Sugar Bells Icing Piping bottle just because I can get a, a thinner stream of glue. And because um, the Fabrifix, it just comes out in this big, thick, uh, stream and I just don't need that much and it was thinner before but they changed the top and it now comes out in a thicker stream so Fabrifix people if you're listening can you make it uh, like have more options like so we can clip t- closer to the end of the of the cap so that we can get a thinner stream um, so maybe I don't have to transfer it um, and also turning it upside down and putting it in the empty water bottle um, prevents volcanic eruption and and you'll know what I'm talking about if this has happened to you it's like when the glue comes if you're holding if you're storing your glue bottle upright and you just get this explosion especially when it gets closer to you know it doesn't generally happen with the fresh bottle when you crack it but it must be something with the way the the glue air dries or something like that over time when you get lower in the bottle all of a sudden the glue just wants to pour out of the bottle like like um mount vesuvius i guess i don't know you can you can cap your um uh, glue bottle upright you can put a pin in it you can put um, a little piece of tin foil you can get plasticine or putty or something like that and just like put a, a little bead of that on top of the hole and that should help um a couple of other glue bottle tricks since we're talking about glue bottles uh, plumber's tape white plumber's tape around the threaded uh, screw cap of either the Fabrifix or the um, Sugar Bells icing piping bottles does help a lot with um, making it much easier to take on take uh, remove the cap and then refill your bottle and then close the cap again because the glue is so strong it can sometimes seal the cap on there and then you're stuck struggling 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 (laughs) and sometimes you end up having to go get another sugar bells um that may have happened to folks oh one little trick also if you notice the main screw cap is tight try the one that screws on the little silver um icing piping part because sometimes if the bottom one is too stuck the top one can still move and i've i've filled through the top one several times before Uh, I have tried Vaseline or petroleum jelly around that, but when I do that, when I squeeze the bottle, it comes out where the threads are as opposed to the end. So that didn't work for me. I thought it would work because I've, I've used that when I seal my yes paste or I on the screw uh, on the threads or I, when I, um, you know, if I have paint, um, you know, acrylic paint or something like that, or, um, uh, 
gesso or gel medium or something like that, it's a good idea to run a little bit of petroleum jelly around the threads of the jar so that it's very easy to open and close. Uh, but with the fat Brifix uh, in the sugar bell slicing piping bottle, it just it oozes out on me when I squeeze the bottle. So um, if you, anybody has any other tips, feel free to share them because we are all ears. We are all about our glues and any tips that we can uh, get, gather to um, uh, make life easier, uh, please share them. Um, okay, so set, let's see. What's the next question? Um, what are you using to make dots? Hmm. Oh, oh, okay. I'm looking at the video. I'm trying to figure out which video she's asking about. And it was um, the steampunk video that I did where I did the layered effect on the front uh, with, uh, I think I just used copy paper, but decorated it all up and aged it and, and made it look uh, like steampunk riveted panels. And I believe, if I recall, it was either, it's either stickles or Nouveau Drops, something like that, where you just put little dots or maybe even enamel dots. If you're looking for the black dots, I might have used enamel dots on that as well. And um, you can you can find those in um, definitely on Amazon or Etsy, um, probably in Hobby Lobby and Michaels and places like that. We'll have some version of it, maybe not a huge selection, but they will they will maybe have some for you to play with as well. Um, okay, what kind of birds do you have? Oh, well, we are just um, in uh, uh, Birdie Zoo of Glory. Uh, we have one African Grey. Uh, his name is Hollywood. He was given to us at about a year old uh, from a good friend who um, uh, they just had a baby and they realized they were afraid of the baby, uh, the baby and the bird beak together. So we got the baby bird. And we raised Holly, and he's about, oh, I want to say 15 years old. And um, he is, uh, you know, our pride and joy little um, guy. He talks a lot. He loves to make up his own songs. Um, he loves to sing in his cage, and, and uh, he knows a lot of words. He's a real talker. He loves to talk when I'm not in the room. He's a little bashful when I'm in the room or when we're in the room. And uh, my husband is definitely the special person. And I am, I don't know if you're familiar with African Greys, but they... They bond with one person really well, and it happens immediately. Like, you know, when he when he met my husband and myself, he was like, "I love my husband and me. I'm tolerated." <laughs> so, but I accept my position in life, and it is just fine. Um, I do feed Holly, clean the cage, do most of the Holly legwork, and my husband gets all the glory just walking around with Holly on his shoulder and, um, you know, taking pictures and makes it life look so easy. My husband can take Holly and, and you know, just look under his wings and open his mouth and, and you know, stick his head in there like a lion. Um, me, I, you know, if I'm allowed, he will step up on one hand, but the other hand, for some reason, is a big threat and he thinks it's like something going to attack him. So I, I can only use the right hand and, um, um, he, he's very nesty. He doesn't like, I know he's a boy cause we got him, uh, sexed. Um, they take blood and they tell you whether he's a boy or girl and he is a boy, but he's very nesty. He's very cage protective. And, um, every day when I go there to give him food and water, uh, he always acts as if I'm trying to come in and kick him out of his home and hearth. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm just bringing in goods. And you'd think over 15 years, whatever it is, he'd uh, understand, but no, no, he still has, uh, concerns that I might might be uh, <laughs> coming in trying to take him out. I don't know what he's thinking. Um, but anyway, that's that's Holly Bear. The other birds we have are two lovebirds. We have, um, uh, actually I started with lovebirds a long time ago, gosh, 20 years ago. Uh, we've been through a few sets, but uh, this current set is, um, there are two boys. One is Happy and one is Leonardo. And um, uh, everything is good. And uh, um, there's some 
Move along, buddy. What's your problem? Some strange guy. Move along. Okay, good. There was a cop car going by at the same time. That's right. That's you. That. It'll just keep you moving along, weirdo mister. And um, I have the doors locked and I have my guard dog, so I am just fine. So no worries, anybody. And uh, um, so um, the lovebirds. The lovebirds. They live in their little house beside Holly, uh, in uh, separate separate cages, um, because they would uh, Holly would eat them. And um, but they do Twitter back and forth with Holly, and they are very vocal. They don't say words, but they love they love to sing. They they sing pretty little songs, and they they sit beside a big picture window. Um, all the birds do, so they can see out. And uh, there's trees, and there's little nests out there in the trees they can see and stuff like that. So I think they're doing pretty good. They have a pretty good life. And, um, uh, just wondering if you, okay, here is Terry asking, just wondering if you, if you were used using this method for card making, is there something to put on top of it to keep it from smearing? Oh, oh, okay. She's asking about the stencils with no stencils where I was using the washi tape and, um, you're just using ink. So, um, ink is it, what, like the Tim Holtz Distress Inks, um, they absorb very well into porous paper. So you're not going to really have much of an issue of smudging um, post-drying time. So uh, maybe a little bit with the oxides because it is a pigment and that would rest on top of your paper as opposed to being absorbed into your paper the way the pigment would. No, I'm sorry, the way the dye would. The dye gets absorbed. The pigment will rest on top, but it does go through a drying phase. And there's a little longer drying phase um, with the, the oxides cause they're pigment plus dye. Um, but they will dry over time. And I honestly, I haven't had any issue with them, uh, that type of thing. Most of the sealing that I do will either be, if I'm using something that I isn't like that, like makeup, for example, which might come off, I might spray a little bit of sealant over it. Or if I'm working on a cover and I maybe want to just be sure that, you know, dirty, greasy, wet hands don't muck up the cover. Um, but the inside pages and the things on the inside, I, I generally don't seal because they're paper. And I'm figuring if somebody's going through a book, they probably, you know, you know, would you go through a book with chocolate covered fingers of uh, any other book? You know, you might have some chocolate staining on it, but, um, <laughs> you know, hand in the cookie jar. Um, oh, I had some really, really good chocolate chip cookies yesterday. Oh my goodness. I had some, they were called Tate's, T-A-T-E. Um, and I, it was an impulse buy. It was, it was an impulse buy and, uh, wow, what a great impulse buy. That was totally worth every cookie. (laughs) Good thing. I only got one, one little bag. Um, yeah, between me and my husband, they were gone in seconds. Um, (laughs) so, okay. Next question. Joy, Joy asked, has anyone tried sprinkling sea salt on the watercolor or coffee paper? Yes. Yes, I have done that joy. And, um, it creates pretty blossoming, blooming effects. If you allow it to, if you wet it well and then allow it to spread and then dry um, and then you wipe off your salt afterwards it's a little bit cumbersome um, it's, it's a really cool technique to get a page or two, but to produce a large amount at a time, it's, um, I found it messy because you have to deal with scraping all the salt off after there's always some residual crystallage and, uh, you got to kind of wipe all that off. So it's kind of fun to play with. If you if you haven't played with it, definitely do it. Um, it would be very cool on watercolored paper or, um, 
coffee dyed paper. Uh huh, definitely. Even coffee dyed paper, if you have a piece of coffee dyed paper that's already been coffee dyed, just go and put a couple drops of water on it and walk away and then come back and, and look at your cauliflower blooms. They are really cool. I mean, it's a very fun way to uh, um, up the ante, uh, raise the level of excitement with your coffee dyed paper. Um, okay, next question. Um, all right, so Lori Louise asks, um, first, I love your own journal. Oh, <clears throat> she must have been looking at a journal that I had. Um, we only got a glimpse of it, and it's so wonderful. I'd love to see more of it. Do you have an, a video where you made it or a flip throw of all those fantastic papers? Um, oh, okay, she's looking at, this was just a, a day ago, and I think she was looking at my stamp video. And what you're actually seeing there um, is a... A journal that I'm working on I believe that's what you're looking at because that's in the picture um, and I'm currently working on it uh, you're gonna see me add things to that journal from the videos that I'm making now plus uh, once the uh, I get enough basics in uh, larger embellishments from the things we make together then I go back and I fully flesh out no kidding I totally overstuff the little thing uh, until it's poor little breaking point because I don't know I just I just find that's fun for me to do but then I go back and um, I uh, really uh, do a lot of rubber stamping and uh, maybe adding some clusters and words and poems and um, old ephemera and uh, designing different pages differently um, tucking in things that I found that I've come across that are interesting um, so uh, it is, a, it, I guess the answer to your question is, it's currently a journal that I'm working on right now. So yes, there's, there's always one in the hopper. There's always one in the hopper. <laughs> and um, okay, so what else? Um, uh, Paula, love your videos. Your personality is contagious. Love your puppy and your bird. Enjoy it. What type of bird is she? Oh, well, he's a he, he's Holly, and he's an African gray. I think we got that. Um, how do I describe to your newsletter? I love this question. Okay, the link is down below every video in the description box. Now I'm fully aware that it's not always easy to find that description box on certain different platforms. Like if you're working on your phone or a tablet, it's not that easy to find. Um, but if you uh, cannot find the link, please email me at pam at thepaperoutpost.com. Email me your email address if you want me to just add you manually, or if you would like me to add, uh, send you the link, I can do that as well. So there you go. Whatever um, makes it easier for you. Um, Jennifer says, I um, do confess to being a craft hoarder, not just stamps, fabric, lace, ribbons for years. I would be nervous without my hoard stash stuff, wouldn't you? Um, I go through phases. I go through the collection phase and then I go through the got to get rid of everything phase. Um, I don't know. It just, it's like a cycle with me. I'm either... Uh, probably the fall time I'm in collecting mode because the holiday is coming up. I'm gathering. I want to make sure I have enough supplies. Orders are usually um, increased during the holiday season. So I, I, I don't really get rid of a lot of stuff during that time, but I do make a lot of stuff and I want to have um, those an easy access to all the supplies around. I think probably um, where I tend to get rid of more things is after the beginning of the uh, new year. It's like, oh, okay, new year, starting fresh, going to start off with a clean craft room. Yeah. <laughs> oh, these grand hopes, these grand hopes. I think that um, my organize, uh, my organizing videos, the little playlist I have that's the organizing the craft room, I'll pick that up again come the beginning of the year. 
Uh, definitely. I may do some, you know, intermittent ones just because I have to excavate myself out of a hole in my uh, um, uh, craft room currently. But uh, yeah, I think uh, maybe some more of those um, at the beginning of the year might make sense. Maybe, um, you know, we can all motivate each other to, you know, start fresh, start the near, new year right from a clean space and we'll have the whole year to mess it up again. Wouldn't that be fun? Um, uh, Hi. Oh, I love this question. Uh, Sheila says, hi, do you have a link for the tree stencil, please? Yes, um, I do. It's in my Amazon shop and I have a, um, uh, there's a positive and a negative. And what I mean by that is um, you can buy the stencil Uh, the tree stencil it's like an old branch tree Um, either the actual tree or the tree has been cut out and the the negative space is there and you can purchase that one so there are both there you just pick which one you like Um, you can probably also find that if you just google on amazon or etsy but if sometimes that specific one is hard to find it's a little pricey for a stencil. I think it's 18 bucks or something like that. But um, for me, that's pricey because I usually go to eBay and I go to uh, price lowest first, you know, leaf stencil, tree stencil. And I look at my options and you can get stencils for next to nothing over there. Sometimes 10 packs. Sometimes they'll even put um, like 10 packs for a couple pennies, uh, you know. So you, you just never know what you find over there. And never rule out a good used stencil, um, you know, unless it's warped or something really awful happened to it. But sometimes people unload their old craft supplies on eBay or Mercari or something like that. And you can pick up some uh, very reasonably priced um, craft supplies that are um, perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. You know, check out the garage sales, yard sales. You'll find some uh, uh, stencils and things like that. The thrift shops. Absolutely. Uh, okay. What else have we got here? We've got, hi, Pam. I do not have a sewing machine currently. Would I be able to make this without having to sew around? And she's talking about making a junk journal from an old sweater. Yes. What I would do then in that case is I would use the, what I want to call the, um, if you're covering a cover with fabric, but you cannot sew it, I would recommend doing the bed sheet wrap where you wrap it like on the outside and then you wrap it all you wrap it around to the inside and then you use either pieces of paper or fabric to cover the inside so that you don't have a sharp edge on the edge of your cover the connection point is on the inside cover maybe an inch in or half an inch in something like that and that way you can really glue the bejeebers out of the inside cover pieces to hold it down and make sure you get those edges really well and you should be you should be just fine um i would recommend if you're going to be using fabric use a um a fabric glue wherever you are in the world we have different fabric glues but they just adhere fabric to fabric fabric to paper paper to paper better than regular glues plus they don't seep through the fabric as much kind of take that into account as well when you're working with fabric um i most of you already know probably one of my favorite glues is Fabrifix just because I can um, I have no preference between Fabrifix Fabri-Tac or 3-in-1 Beacon glue but um, um, I can buy the Fabrifix in a case on eBay and it brings it down to about $8 a bottle I think which is a pretty good deal so I buy it by the case Um, yeah so uh, what kind of show okay last question at Irma Irma asks what kind of sewing machine do you have never mind I just saw the brand <laughs> you're so cute Irma yeah I uh, it's not fancy I bought it at Walmart it's a brother brother limited 
It's called a Project Runway Limited Edition. I don't know why it's all so limited edition. Um, but I bought it because it had a few extra uh, stitches on it. I could have gone with the regular one. It would have been a few bucks less. I think at the time I paid $180 or something like that. But it was on sale and there was some kind of discount. I'm kind of thinking $150 to $175 by the time I walked out the door. But um, I think they're still in that price range. And I think you can get them like if you Google them online and things like that. I think I have a link in my Amazon shop too. But uh, yeah, don't don't pay more than that for them because that's that I think that's kind of a you know a fair price for them. They're a great workhorse. I throw a lot at that machine. Um, uh, it and I have discussions sometimes, and I'm learning as I go. And it's waiting for me. It's like sitting there smoking a cigarette, flipping magazine pages. Like, have you got this yet? Because uh, uh, you know, like I'm, I'm ready for when you're really uh, um, a seamstress. Because <laughs> you're not there yet, Sally. Um, but uh, it's very tolerant, very patient with me, and. Um, uh, I'm learning about different threads and, and um, bobbins and things like that. But I've done a lot of sewing on it. I mean, honestly, I've just, I've just really, really gotten a lot of mileage out of it. And I'm, I'm like a barbarian in a china shop with that thing. So, um, you know, I, I probably would like, we would have a better relationship if I was kinder to it, with it. Yeah, I think I'll bring it some tea and crumpets later. Maybe it'll, it'll, uh. Um, maybe I'll bring it some new bobbins or something like that. I was, I was going to get some brother bobbins. Um, I gotta do that. I'm going to get it some brother bobbins for Christmas just so it feels like it's part of the family too. Cause let's face it, it's, it's, it's been there for me. It really has, you know, we go way back <laughs> anyway. So, um, that's what's happening with me today. Just still sitting here in the park. Sunshine is fast asleep now. He's sleeping on the passenger seat and uh, we're about ready to wrap it up and time to roll on home. So, um, I'll be back at the craft table. I hope you guys are having fun and doing some crafty things yourself and, uh, getting your, uh, paper groove on um, if you are looking for any of the stuff remember that I um, along in my Etsy shop I have a vintage digi kit um, where these are printable downloads there's about a hundred plus different kits you can pick from but I've added uh, which is new a uh, print and mail service where I actually print them out and mail them to you and I do that if you pick out 10 digi kit names and um, email them to me or uh, send me the list of the names through Etsy contact and then go ahead and purchase the print and mail option it's on my main Etsy page uh, but if you find the print and mail option that's the one that you want and uh, then I just go ahead and print them out and mail them to you so you don't have to muss or fuss if you don't have a printer or you um, uh, don't really want to be bothered to go down to Office Depot or, or Kinko's or Staples um, with your phone or with your iPad or with your memory sticks, whatever it is. You're just like, listen, listen, please just send them to me. It's fine. And also, um, I found, uh, I didn't know this would be of an interest, but if you want me to pick them for you, like maybe you want me to pick my favorites or my fan favorites or just pick a nice uh, compilation of something, let me know. And um, so I, I like to make it really easy for you. Uh, so you have options. We love options. Oh, there you go. And I do have more fundals. I just made another round of fundals. So they're um, all collated uh, co and ready to go. So if you like old papers, antique papers, ledger papers, um, old postcards, old receipts, old tea cards, old, old, uh, handwritten papers, uh, 
old business. I mean, just you just name it. There's so many things in there. I can't even list them, but there's a hundred pieces. And um, if you if you'd love to see what these things are in your own hands um, and explore them, then I'd be happy to send you some. I've got some ready, so just f- feel free to check those out. And I have a video on that too. Um, you can see that on my Etsy shop if you want to see what's in a fundal. It's an example of a fundal. Of course, the innards change as I have. Um, different supplies but the um, the basics will always be there like you're always going to get a lot of ledger you're always going to get you know um, black and white photos you're going to get some some cool things so there you go folks I hope you had fun today carry on go forward and create with reckless abandon talk to you next time bye-bye